Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 489. Uh, a lot of talent and no drive is just not going to get you anywhere. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Bill Patterson. Bill, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Let's drop that clutch. All right, great. Bill Patterson is a world-class motion sports artist who's well-known in the international motor racing world. He's the official artist at the Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca and is seen at tracks and events around the world, performing live art and showing his studio paintings. And by the way, as we're talking today, he's in New York City about to do a big presentation, motorsports demonstration for the 100 years of BMW, which is cool. We'll learn a little bit about that. Bill has an eclectic mix of styles and looks. He paints commissions for both private and corporate clients. And although he's best known in auto racing circles, He's widely accepted in other sports, including tennis, hockey, skiing, soccer, and sailing. What's Bill's favorite painting ever? It's the next one. So, Bill, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment to share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Sure. Well, thanks for having me on, Mark. Uh, I'm, I'm happy we finally were able to get hooked up. And, yeah. Uh, and I got time. Uh, so, when I, I, I grew up in Calgary, and I started going to art classes when I was three. I started uh, downhill skiing when I was three. I got a, a knack for the speed, and I loved ski. And I was a ski on the ski race team. I was on the peewee team, and I always was drawing and always painting. And it was just—I don't remember ever not doing that. And then when I was eleven, when I was about to graduate from peewee to junior racing, we moved to Argentina, and skiing was gone at least for, for quite a while. But when I was going to the American Community School there, I had a friend whose dad worked for GM, a guy that's uh, my buddy is now living in, in New Orleans, and then a, a, a good friend of mine whose dad worked for Ford. And that good friend of mine is John McElroy, who has uh, the TV show Autoline Detroit. Oh, and okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. So he and I went to high school together, and we went to our first race together. And I tell you, I saw the first car the first day because it's first corner 
and I knew what was going on. I mean, I just, I could feel that guy in that car because of how similar it was to ski racing about how to hit that apex, how to accelerate through, how to, how to control your speed just right and not go too fast to throw your time. Anyway, it's, it's, it seemed like a completely natural thing to me and I just fell in love with it immediately. Wow. And so that was, I was 13, 14. I'd get it, get out and, and walk four blocks to catch the bus, to go to the train station, to catch the train to downtown Buenos Aires, take the subway under downtown Buenos Aires, come up the other end, take a train out to the other end of town, get off, take a bus, walk six blocks to the track by myself, and sat down and just loved it. Wow. Just, I couldn't get enough. And I started painting and drawing cars when I was a kid, never having any idea that there could possibly be anything like a career in that. It, just, it was not even in the cards. Sure. And then um, I went to uh, college at Kansas State University and got a degree in architecture and got out and was practicing. I got really good at something I did not want to do, that I got, uh, I found myself pigeonholed and was getting more and more frustrated with a profession that was such a roller coaster. I went to my first race in Mexico, well, I went to a Formula One race in Mexico City in 84 or 5, and I saw a guy selling prints of drawings that he had done and people were snapping them up and I just it just like a bolt out, a bolt of lightning it just bam it hit me like oh I could do that that's <laughs> it I could do that I want to do that that would be that would be an outlet for my passion that I'm not getting doing my current job so I, I skipped over a lot of, uh, of bits and pieces but that that's uh, that's the that's short that's how you got to where you are today yeah, you know very it. cool my wife went to school for three four years in Argentina no, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Where? Uh, Buenos Aires. Yep. Which school? The American Community School? I'm sure she did. Her father was in the military. So, you know, yeah, maybe you went to the same school. I'll have to uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, pretty crazy. Well, very cool story. We're going to learn a lot more about you as we walk through the questions here. But first, as we continue on this journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in Informing your life and your success, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah, or in your case, the brush flowing with the paint on the canvas. So, Bill, take the wheel. I don't remember the exact quote, but basically what it referred to was the fact that uh, a lot of talent and no drive is just not going to get you anywhere. (laughs) And it took me a long time to realize that I had to put in the work and I had to want it. And I... I tell that to anybody else that looks at, at me, you know, kids, friends, uh, relatives, uh, especially the younger kids, and they say, I want to do that when I grow up, or whether it's about what I do, about whatever they want to do, and I just tell them, how bad do you want it? Yeah, absolutely. And there's got to be an inspiration, there's got to be a reason, there's got to be something, but if you want to do something that nobody else is doing, it's not going to be easy. you got to want it. Yeah, my dad used to say, you got to want to. <laughs> you gotta wanna. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you talked about that great story when you were a kid of all those travels to get to the racetrack when you're in yeah. South America and all that. But I'd love to hear a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there one pivotal moment as you remember it when you really knew that you were a car guy? Well, I think all kid, all guys, certainly every guy I've ever met are naturally drawn to cars. I remember all my dad's cars, what year, what color, you know, what options, this first transistor radio. I mean, I remember I remember every car. I remember the first car I ever drove. 
But it wasn't until I saw that first car, my first race at the Autodromo in Buenos Aires, that I realized, oh my God, I get it. I want to be that. I want to do that. Yeah. And yeah. and had I had I known then what I know now, I would have insisted, and I, I would have wanted it bad enough. Had I known, I could have, and started driving. You know, at a young age, and, and made a career of it because I just I just kind of got it. You know, I yeah. felt it. I feel like I could do that. So really. My paintings, in a lot of ways, are a way to make up for that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, in fact, I, t I told a group once I did a, a, a an event in uh, Amelia Island, and it struck me as I was walking up to introduce the painting. Bill Warner asked me. I said, "He said, so Bill, tell us what this painting uh, is about." And it was a painting of the 1952 Le Mans winning, the first gold winning Mercedes. Oh, okay. And I said, "Well, I, I hope." You're not offended when I tell you this. Actually, this is a painting of me winning the 1952 <laughs> Le Mans 24. And I, it just, that's really a big inspiration for me. I try to imagine what that must feel like and be like, and I just try to paint that. Very cool. Love it. Great story. Awesome. Thank you. So, Bill, let's crawl under the hood and talk a little bit about some of the roads you've driven down. You've chosen a career, and you talked about your architectural career. Well, that's a tough career, too, but... Becoming a painter and selling artwork to people, that's a whole nother big challenge. Yeah. I would love for you to share a huge challenge or even better, a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this is how did you overcome it? And even more importantly, what did it teach you? Wow. Well, when I was uh, first out struggling, I went to a uh, Formula One race in Phoenix yeah. and met a really terrific gal and um who was a, a race fan, and uh, we dated for many years, and she was really my support system for a lot of years, and she totally backed me up. She believed in me, believed in what my dream, believed in what I was doing, believed in my talent, my drive. She was, uh, in 1997, she was diagnosed with cancer, and she made it a couple months. Oh, my goodness. Oof. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But here's the story, I think, that's that it changed my life. So I'm in Wisconsin. I have virtually no friends. We've just we had just moved there. Mm -hmm. And I'm burying my my fiance of seven years and was thinking, boy, I guess I really need to go out and get a job. What's next? Like yeah. I, I don't know. I had been going to race the IndyCar races and selling my T-shirts and selling my art. And try, I, I was getting a foothold and starting, to, but there was a lot of wheel spinning and I made a lot of mistakes. But when Patty died, and I was ready to make the make a change in my life to go back to the real world. You mean go back and get a job that everybody yeah. would traditionally say, "Well, yeah, there's a real job for you, Bill." Well, nine to my five. Boss would say, "Thank God you finally got a real job." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, I realized if Patty believed in me, I had to. Ah, okay. That fire, that inspiration, that drive, the belief she had in you was still there. The spirit was still there. She was there in your heart and in your yeah. soul. And and more to the point, more to the point, I couldn't let her down. Ah, that's wonderful. Right? Yeah, she was still there in your heart and soul and your, your mind. And you needed to take that spirit that she offered you and move forward. I had to prove it to her. Yeah, and you did. I think so. I, I know so. I know so. Wow. You. Well, you know, Bill, first and foremost, thanks for sharing such a personal story with us. And uh, Patty sounds like a absolutely 
awesome woman. There'll be hopefully a number of people that will see this that will remember Patty. And- yeah, that were friends with her and knew her. Yeah. Wow. what a, You know, what a wonderful story. It's, it's uh, You bring a tear to my eye as well. And uh, when we are fortunate to have a partner in life, I've got one of those in my wife. She believes in me, has always supported me. I've had many, many men and women on this show who've talked about their spouses, their partners, who've supported them in whatever what seemed like crazy ideas they had. Yeah. And I think the takeaway for this, and I, I hope you'll agree with me here, is who we surround ourselves with, the people we surround ourselves are so important because yeah. they can help drive forward those passions and those goals that we have. Is that the takeaway here? That was the takeaway. Uh, and it was, yeah, that if somebody that significant, that unbel- that fabulous believed in me, I had to, too. You had to, too. Awesome. Wow. What a story. Great, great story. Well, let's shift gears here. Yeah. And let's go to the other end of the spectrum. I, I would love for you to share what I like to call a, a career aha moment. It's a time when the headlights come on and illuminated your way for this new direction you had, this new idea you had. And tell yeah. us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Actually, there is there is a good one. Um, when I was uh, I was this was post Patty, and I was starting to starting to get a little foothold here and there, and and making some friends out in the racing world. I was good uh, friends with Kathy Wida, who's been who's worked for Dan Gurney. Oh forever. yeah, I know Kathy. Yes, and she's and and Dan's you know one of the geniuses sure. of of forever in the in the motor racing world, and a huge hero of mine. Oh yeah, and. Uh, Kathy called me and said, hey, Bill, you're an architect. Help us. We're trying to fill, figure out how to build this stage, and we want to do this and that. It's going to be Halloween theme. And, and I asked her some questions, and I wrote up some, you know, sketched up some details and faxed them over. And, and she said, what, if, what happens if we do this? What if we do that? And, and so this went on for a week or two. And she said, wow, Bill, you're going to have to come out to this event. You know, it's, it's a, like a $400 a table or some crazy number per person but you know we'll put you on the list come on out to california and come out to the come out to this event it's gonna be great it's called runway madness too and i said oh well what's going on and she explained there were going to be some acts and some singing and and uh some uh, some special presentations and it should be a great night and i said you know kathy something i've been thinking about for a long time kind of on come kind of on and off is getting up on stage and do and she said you're hired <laughs> Before I could finish the sentence, she knew what you were talking about. She knew it. She saw it too, and I had never talked to her about it, but she just challenged me yeah. on the spot. Fine. So is this have- is this what you describe as motion sports? Your active. It's almost a well. It is an active painting of something in front of an audience, right? Well, that's the thing that I had been kind of kicking around in my head for a while. My it's what I had always tried to focus on in my work was trying to express speed and motion and if possible take it to the next level emotion ah. my favorite artist when i was a kid was a, a name of cm russell who was a western artist fabulous stuff but he told stories and made you feel things on a on a on a canvas that just knocked me out as a kid like it was a breathtaking to watch his stuff and to, you know you could feel the fear and taste the blood and so i'd always wanted to express the things that got me excited about motor racing Mm -hmm. the perfect line through a corner blinding speed all that noise you know trying to express that and uh i thought i was finding out that if i was doing if i could do stuff really fast it looked fast it it had a lot of motion to it right 
So then I started thinking about doing it live, and Kathy challenged me. So when she said, yes, you're hired, then I had to figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So I went out in the backyard. I built a big canvas, set up a video camera, did a painting, stopped the camera, looked at it, watched it, realized, well, I painted that same spot four times. I turned that into mud. The whole thing looks terrible. What did I do wrong? And And... And I painted over and over that same canvas, and then two, and then three, and finally I got to the point where I sort of choreographed a piece out. Right. Went out to Southern California, went to the Fontana race, went to this big event. It was Halloween, my birthday. Uh, I got made up as a werewolf, so it wasn't even me on stage. I was totally fearless. Oh, my gosh. What you a know? cool idea. It was, it was their idea. It, was, it just happened to work great. I did a <laughs> practice piece or two backstage. I got up on stage. First live painting I ever did, I did this great big piece of Alitzer Jr., I, and, and it, it came out great, and then it was auctioned off for the charity. Nice. And uh, I did it in about 20 minutes, uh -huh. and the high bidder was Roger Penske, and he paid 16 grand. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How cool is that? And as a good friend of mine said at the time, who was there helping me and kind of being my coach and assistant, he goes, wow, Bill, $16,000 for 20 minutes that's pretty good work, buddy. <laughs> wow. If you could if we could just get you to work for two hours a year, you got it made, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a real high for me to, to, yeah. to that felt like a huge breakthrough moment for me. Wow. Incredible. Oh, man, you're you're full of great stories today, man. You're hitting well, you're you. hitting home runs with everyone. I love I've, it. I've been lucky. I've been lucky. I, I've I have I've got to sit with giants and, and hang out with my heroes and uh Anyway, it's been it's been a great career. Very cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about proudest career moments. I would assume you've had many, many over the years, but is there one in particular that stands out that you'd share with us? Yeah, there was one. I uh, Back in 1992, Nigel Mansell had become world champion of Formula One, and I had been working on a painting of him in that car in the, the Williams, I think it was FW something, uh, the 92 World Championship car. And it was a piece I loved, I really, really loved. And then I heard that he was thinking about moving to IndyCar the very next year. And then uh, a client of mine, a very wealthy Canadian, heard me talk about this and, and said, hey, Bill, that painting you're doing to Nigel, what are you going to do with it? And I said, well, man, I'd love, to have, I'd love to make prints and have Nigel sign it, but I don't know how to get a hold of the guy. And he goes, well... I'm going to do you a favor. You got to promise me that you're going to destroy this phone number after I give it to you, and you use it one time. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it wasn't even a phone number; it was an address. So he gave me this address. I FedExed a print of this piece to him in Florida at the time. Yeah. I was in uh, California. Went to lunch. Came back. Hit my message machine, and there was a message. I wanted it just like halfway back, just to hear what it was. Thinking it was another copier salesman or whatever. And I hear this familiar English accent. <laughs> and nice. bang I, oh my god it's it's Nigel it's calling Nigel. Pete <laughs> wow. and, hello Bill this is Nigel uh, look uh, love the painting please call when you can ask for me or Rose she'll be here too thank you Wow. and so I, I called him and immediately uh, he said love the painting where's the original and I said oh, I sold it to he says okay never again Whenever we do a deal in the future, I get a shot at that original first. Yeah. And it turns out he had collected art for years, sold art for many years. Uh, and he, that was a big, huge breakthrough moment for me because that 
allowed me to get my work in front of a lot of people. His signature on those prints was a commodity, but it was also, more importantly, an endorsement of my work. And that was a huge, huge deal for me. Wow. Awesome. Wow. What another nice story. That's so cool. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here and talk about your first really special car. Is there a car that kind of was your first special car? It doesn't have to be your first car. Maybe that was it. But car that was really special to you, and maybe you could share a memory you have of that vehicle. Well, I guess I'd have to say it was my first car. I kind of stumbled around on what to buy, and I was you know, I was in college and was going to need wheels and looked at used cars and hated everything. And, and uh, Well, didn't hate everything, but nothing was quite a fit. And then I, I drove. It was an Opal 1900. It was what became the Manta. Yeah, and it was a sports coupe, and it was a little four bang, four banger engine called the Iron Duke, and it was almost indestructible little motor, great looking car, and as it turned out, an awesome, great handling car, just a, a really fun car, cool. a car that I would love to have again because it was lightweight, indestructible, and you and it, you could toss it around, and it was so predictable, rear wheel drive, and. Uh, I did things with that car that I can't believe I survived. Uh, <laughs> I think back, it just it gives, it gives me shivers. Live, live with that car for about 175,000 miles before it finally gave out of me years and years later. But that was an awesome car. Yeah, very special, unique car. Is that when you were in the uh, United States here? Or were yeah, you- you know, I was in, in, in the States. And that's one of the things everybody, all my uncles and aunts and everybody back in Kansas when I was going to school back there was like, well, what is it? Yeah. It's not even, you should be getting a Vega or a Pinto. Or, <laughs> yeah. or, seriously, that, those were the cars that I should get. And I said, yeah, but I drove them all, and this one's awesome. This one's cool, yeah. Very this unique. one's fun. Yeah, fun yeah. car. And, and, and so, I and I got lucky because it was an awesome car, a lot of fun to drive, and went forever, and was economical, and never had issues, and it's a great car. Very cool. Well, how about Seller's Remorse? Is there... One you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? You know, in a way, I'm not sure I... No, the answer is no, I don't. <laughs> well, good for uh, you. <laughs> I, I tend to dri- drive my cars into the ground. I'm actually, more or less at this moment in time, car wheelless myself. I have a 2006 Volvo V70R, which I love. I, I only want to have really one car because I only got one spot in the garage. But I, I what I want is uh, a Ferrari pickup truck that's what i want a ferrari pickup truck okay yeah. so so think ferrari pickup truck and what i got is the v70r and it's it's it was a fabulous car picked it up in sweden i've had the car for 20 miles off the ferry on the autobahns in germany 130 miles an hour wow. it was nice it was an awesome car it still is an awesome car but it's got a, a fairly fundamental problem uh, that I just discovered about ten miles ago, uh, and it's in the shop, and and it and it may not sur- may not come back to my garage ever. It may, it may be gone. It may be in a tin. Well, yeah. Ferrari wagon. Well, later I'm going to ask you for a favorite car. I'm, I'm afraid you're going to ask me for a Ferrari wagon. That's going to cost me a pretty penny. But uh, <laughs> we'll wait and get to that one. But I'd yeah. like to talk about what you're doing today. I I mentioned. In your introduction, that we're talking, we're Skyping here, you're in New York City, you no- yeah. normally live in Texas, yeah. and you're there for a great event. I'd love for you to tell our uh, listeners a little bit about what you're doing with uh, the BMW Centennial. So, it's the, the week of the uh, New York Auto Show, 
and uh, a few weeks ago uh, or more, a client, a new client, uh, came forward and asked me if I'd be interested in doing a live performance tomorrow night here in in New York. BMW is celebrating its 100th year as a brand, which is a big deal. Oh yeah, and they're having what looks to me like it's going to be a fabulous show at a venue here in uh, on the Lower West Side of Manhattan. In uh, they're going to have some of their older race cars and a lot of their newer race cars and street cars performance cars. And they asked me if I could if I could do a painting in three hours or less that was at least 12 foot by 8 foot. 12 feet by 8 feet. I, yeah, it's crazy. It's big. That's huge. It's, it's yeah, huge. And, um, and the logistics have been uh, uh, daunting. So they, but what was even more daunting is they said, we, we, we would like you to come up with uh, an idea for a painting that you could do in three hours that would sort of tell the story of our brand, which includes the cars, the motorcycles, and the mini. Okay. And boy, three hours to do all that stuff. And I just, it just buzzed around in my head for uh, a week or more. And then uh, one night, it, it kind of all came together in my head. I got up, went up to the computer, sketched it out, sent it to my client, and he goes, perfect. That's it. With a couple little tweaks. So anyway, I'm going to do that tomorrow night, and I'll be posting that on my website, of course. Ah, very cool. We'll make sure we put a link to that on your card. Yeah, yeah show notes page. Fantastic. And, and now, here's a very introspective question for you, and I love asking this question, especially to artists. If you were a car, Bill, what kind of car would you be and why? Uh, I see the wheels turning. Yeah. This is an opportunity for me to sound like a, an elitist prick. So what I'm going to uh -oh, say... careful. <laughs> I want to be uh, an Aston Martin of some kind. I've lived at, uh, all over the world, South America, a little time in, in Egypt, uh, some Europe, and um, I love all... I love foreign cars in particular. I love the sophisticated uh, car... And I got to drive uh, a few years ago at an event. I got to drive Ferraris, Lambos, Maseratis, an Audi or two, and they were all fabulous cars. But my favorite car was the Aston. It just it made a statement. It wasn't overstated. It was it sounded awesome and it was fast and uh, it got respect and you know, gosh, I'd like to do all be all of those. Things. <laughs> I'd like to be all that. Yeah. Very nice. Good. Well, great answer. Yeah, Aston Martin's beautiful, beautiful cars, yeah. both the old and the new. They're just yeah. just wonderful designs. And as a designer myself, I really have appreciated the the new styling that's gone in the cars to kind of bring back that elegance of the old yes. DB4, DB5, yeah. but modern. You know, they've done a nice job. And then there's also the fact that it's, you know, it's, it's – uh James Bond's car. Oh, Come of on. course. Bond. James Bond. James yes. Bond. <laughs> James Bond. Yes. Very nice. Bill, great answer. Up next is the last lap. But before we put the medal to the medal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. 
Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, FINRA SIPC. Okay, Bill, we are back and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yeah. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? When diagnosing a car, there's it's one of two things, gas or spark. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's usually pretty darn simple. Yeah. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? I'm not sure it's a it's a habit so much as as it's it's an automatic response to a, a great car and the noise of a car and the sound of a car that gets me excited and I want to run up and start painting. I try to you know put that that emotion into uh, into form. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how about a resource? I know there's lots of great resources these days, but is there one in particular you think our listeners would enjoy that you like? You know, I, I can't say that I thought about that. Uh, you know, I probably I do what everybody else does: do a lot of homework on the web. Uh, and I've got a big library of books, but uh, I don't think there is one single source that I know of. Yeah, they're all over the place. Fine, for let sure. me know. Okay, <laughs> Google. <laughs> yeah. That seems well, to work pretty, pretty yeah. well. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently you think our listeners would really enjoy reading as well? Well, I think probably a lot of uh, car nuts, if not race nuts, have read uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Garstein's book, yeah. Yeah, I love that book. I love the, the, the whole story you know told through a dog's eyes as silly as that sounds right. and uh yeah yeah that, that was one. a good one yeah. it's been recommended by a lot of guests here and I, I my listeners have heard me say this before i have been trying to get garth on i can't get him on the show oh i wish somebody out there who's listening knows him would call the guy and say gosh man throw mark a bone there's so many listeners here on cars yeah that love that book i'd love yeah. to have him on so uh i'll keep trying well, listeners, yeah. you can find links to all these great resources Bill's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsyeah.com slash Bill Patterson. You can also find another great place called Guest Recommended Books where this book and all the other past 488 guest books are listed for quick, easy links. All right, Bill, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage... I don't care what it costs because today I'll buy you whatever you'd like. But you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars. You got to keep it and you got to drive it. What would that one vehicle be and why? I guess it would have to be the uh, Aston Martin, the James Bondro. What is it? DB4? The Aston Martin DB5. DB5, yeah. Yeah, Aston Martin. I'd say that has to be it. And I would, I would love to get in that thing and drive it or just, just sit and look at it. That thing's amazing. Yeah, well, you picked a great car. I don't think I even need to ask you why, because it's such an iconic piece of of uh, car, not only for the movie sense of James Bond, but just they're just such beautiful cars. And they've boy, they've really escalated in prices. You're gonna you're gonna cost me a pretty penny today, I think, for me to find you one of not those. But <laughs> would you like it in the classic uh, Aston Martin green or silver, like James? Uh, yeah, I'd be. I think. I think I'd probably end up going for the uh, the classic uh, British racing green. British, yeah, that beautiful green they have. Yeah, awesome yeah. cars. Yeah, there's an Aston Martin Zagato DB4 that just sold recently. It's on the cover of Keith Martin Sports Car Market magazine. Sold for millions and millions of dollars. Another beautiful yeah. car with the Zagato body, but the uh, classic car has wonderful lines. Great choice, yes. my friend. You've taken Thank me. You. You're welcome. You've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed spending some time with you today and listening to your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing 
your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Aston Martin? <laughs> I, I guess there's a few of us that can say, well, not a few, a lot of us that can say, you know, follow your passion and follow your, you know, figure out what you want to do and go do it and don't give up. And that, and that's, that's it for me. Uh, don't give up. You find something you want to do. You gotta, you gotta just stay after it. Um, a little talent and no ambition is going to get you almost nothing. <laughs> you gotta, uh, you know, whether no matter if you don't want to do the average regular job that everybody else does, figure out what that is and make sure you want it. You gotta want it. You gotta make sacrifices. You, you're going to have to dedicate yourself. You're going to have to, you're going to have to give up stuff. Yep. And uh, but the rewards can be there. They have been for me. Absolutely. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and see what you're doing these days? Well, uh, you can go to my website, BillPatterson.com. I try to keep up with the blog there, and if not, uh, I'm usually pretty good, getting pretty good with staying current with Facebook. Uh, it's uh, uh, Bill's are, uh, I think it's Bill Art of Speed. Bill's Art of Speed. Well, I'll make sure that both your website and Facebook pages are posted on your Cars yeah show notes page. Listeners, you can find that at carsyeah.com slash Bill Patterson. Just type Bill, put him in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up with quick, easy links. Follow what he's doing. Check out what he's doing next time you're at a venue where you see Bill. Tell him you saw him, or you heard him, rather, on Cars Yeah. Bill, thanks again for being so generous you. today. You're welcome. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, for spending some time with me today. It's been absolutely wonderful. Have fun at your event tomorrow night, uh, painting that giant painting for BMW, celebrating its 100 years. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. See you at the races. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!